everyone. Happy Sunday, or whenever you're listening to this, whatever day it is. I hope you're having a happy day. I am Corduroy. I'm DJ Meta Senpai. And you're listening to Bonus Features Podcast. This is a podcast dedicated to animation and sometimes music. But mostly animation. Mostly animation. But we've been talking about music more, like more and more as we go, which is... We're starting to get used to it. We're getting a little rhythm. Today we're going to be talking about the anime series from the early 2000s, Fooly Cooly. Yeeps, and enjoy the rest of this podcast. said this is bonus features podcast i'm corduroy and i'm meta senpai and yeah we're going to be talking about fooly cooly today why don't you tell us a little bit about the director meta senpai okay so this show kind of has two people that were involved in the production it was written by mr yoji inokido and it was directed by Kazuya Suramaki. So we'll start with Mr. Yoji. He's a Japanese. He's he does a lot of screenwriting through the like late 90s, mid to late 90s to early 2000s. He's worked on stuff like Revolutionary Girl Utena, or in High School Host Club, Sailor Moon, Evangelion, Red Red Zephron, Star Driver, like a lot of really popular shows. But I mean, other than that, there's not really a whole lot of information about him. Like he's I guess he just kind of kept under, you know, he doesn't talk about his personal life much, but yeah, he's worked on a lot of stuff that you've most likely seen. And then uh, we have the actual director for the series, um, Mr. Kazuya. He was, let's see, born in Gosen in the Niganata Prefecture. He is actually a protege of Hideki Anno, who you all know is, he made uh, Neon Genesis Evangelion. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. yes. And he's a, he's a longtime animation director. So he worked on an episode of Nadia, The Secret of Blue Water, which was written by Hayao Miyazaki. So he's worked closely with Miyazaki and Hideaki Anno through his career. Let's see, he was uh, assistant director in Neon Genesis Evangelion. And so he had the role of like art director and setting assistant for some of the episodes. Actually directed the full episode, uh, the full 25th episode of Evangelion, which is where they were having horrible, horrible uh, budget issues. God. We're just running out of money, so <laughs> he assumed directorial duties of his and her circumstances in 1998 when uh, Hideaki stopped working on it due to his depression. Um, so he kind of overtook that series. But his but his actual like first big like directorial debut was Fully Cooly. You know the Which six the lovely six episode OVA we all we yeah, all know and love. That's pretty cool to like for that to be your first directorial debut because it's just six episodes. Yeah. It's funny because it actually, like, in Japan, it's not, like, it hit the West harder than it did Japan, which is really yeah, funny considering. Got, like, that cult status. And, yeah, and it got a cult status in America, and it got, it is so big over here, but it is, it actually isn't as big in Japan. Really? Yeah. It's interesting. Also, it's interesting that they decided to add on to it 14 years after it aired. That surprised me, and, I, and it has a lot to do with Adult Swim, because Adult Swim is, like, Adult Swim, it was pretty much Adult Swim's idea to like, hey, do y'all want to make more of it? Mm-hmm. 
they kept playing it on on Adult Swim and Toonami. Like yeah, and that's when I first saw it was on Toonami forever when they were first showing it, which Toonami has been around for a long time. So yeah, it was yeah, on when I I watched it when I was a kid. I remember being in like middle school and yeah, I was in middle school when it when I heard of it and when I saw it for the first time and I had no idea what I was watching at all. And I still kind of have no idea what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, it's not... You gotta throw that out the window. Yeah, because um, the director actually made a comment on people saying that they didn't really comprehend what was happening in the series. And so he actually said, comprehension should not be an important factor in Fooly Cooly. That's a quote. Which it him. should. I just feel like you should just like try to... Because it's just six episodes. It's, it's not much yeah. to like understand. And it's not like a turn-your-brain-off show either, because there, yeah. there's still a lot there in terms of, like, metaphors and some some deep-rooted stuff and all of those references, references to <laughs> other older animes yeah. and stuff like that. What kind of drew me into the show was the music, so we can kind of talk about that. Um, I remember just, like, listening to the music from the show, like, a lot, because it was really, like, grungy and rock heavy rock i'd never saw that that in an like anime before i had seen this show really so yeah so what's the song that you that stood out to you the most uh my favorite song and it mainly has to do a lot with the the part of the show that it played because mm -hmm. most songs i can remember the scene that goes along with them but just that specific one just stood out to me but it's a song called Last Dinosaur, and I believe it's off their album Happy Bivouac? Bivouac. Happy, help, help, me, help me say that. Bivouac. Yes, sure, yes. We'll go with that. So what, who's, what band is this? What's... The Pillows. The Pillows. They were okay. a popular uh, band of the 90s. So they are a Japanese band? Or... They are a Japanese band from the early to late 90s, and I, they're still doing music today, so... Okay, and they do all of... I'm treating Medicine Pie as a fully coolie connoisseur. Oh, Jesus. So, <laughs> it's funny because I honestly don't know much about this show, and he knows a lot about this show. I so. steadily watched it since I was a kid with my mom. Like, my mom's watched the whole series with me. Ah, oh, she should have came. She's done it, like, twice, yeah. <laughs> She, she actually really likes the show. She could have been a guest. I know. Why did you not invite <laughs> your mom? My mom. Let me call her. Get her in on this. Oh, my God. Yeah, we can do a phone. She can conference her in. Oh, my gosh. But, um, yeah, so I'm treating Medicine Pie as a expert, and so I'm kind of <laughs> going to be directing my questions towards you. So, I, I'm definitely not an expert, but I'll do my best. I mean, you're pretty well-versed in Fooly Cooly, I would say. Oh, true that. So, this is a band, Japanese band from the 90s, and they did all of the music for the show. Or... The, the only song they didn't do was a scene in episode 3 where they used a classical song, and I forgot what the composer was, but it's kind of one of those goofy like songs that they play when somebody's running around. Gotcha. Um, that's the only song they didn't do. Everything else from like the background, just like bass lines and yeah. guitars and synthesizers was all them. It's all them, and it's all really... I I like this, we talked about this, this trend of like just kind of getting one artist to do the most of the soundtrack or score of a film, just like in Tekken Concrete. 
Tekken no, Ken Creed. What was it, yeah. Plaid. Plaid. Plaid and Asian Kung Fu Generation did the ending song. What was the other movie that we talked about? Um, Your Name. Your Name. Your Name had Rad Wimps do the entire, everything in that. Even the piano pieces and orchestra mm-hmm. parts, all Rad Wimps. And um, A Silent Voice. A Silent Voice was all, I mean, that's just a composer. Like, it's it a wasn't composer. a full band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it was awesome. But it still, it just makes it, it just makes everything sound very uniform. And I really like it. So, what's the name of this song that we're going to listen to? Uh, Last Dinosaur. Oh, and if you know the band Av Lav, they covered this song once for a competition. Cool. Just thought you should know. <laughs> just a tip. Just the bonus feature. Just. <laughs> <laughs> Song one more time. Last Dinosaur. And that was really cool. It reminded me of Asian Kung Fu Generation. Just like the sound of it. Um, it kind of reminded me of, I want to say, Dinosaur Jr. It's like a, yeah, it's like a less, it's like a less, it's one of their least like grungy songs. Mm-hmm. It's more of just like a alternative rock, kind of like Asian Kung Fu Generation. Yeah. And the riffs do remind me, all their riffs remind me of Dinosaur Jr. riffs. Yeah. Like, that's the first thing I thought of when I was hearing it. That was a more, like you said, alternative-sounding song, but I feel like the music in Fooly Coolies, would you say it's grunge or, like, how or like punky or, like... Love, like, a mixture of grunge, alternative rock and punk. It's a lot of... And they use, like, certain parts of songs, like like that song was used during a a very climactic part in the series. Mm Mm-hmm. And then they'll use, like, during fight scenes, they'll use their heavier songs. Yeah. And during background stuff, they'll just use instrumentals that are, like, very bare bones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and so this next song is more grungy. This is the one that I like, and also my brother used to really like Fooly Cooly. I know this song because he played it all the time. Like, before I had even watched Fooly Cooly, I just heard the song all the time. So, what's the name of this song? Come Down. Come Down. Come Down. We're going to listen to this one for a bit. This is the ending song to the series, and I think it's everyone. Like this kid in high school wanted to cover this song with, cover the song with me so bad. Like we actually got together at one point, and I learned like all the drum parts to it and everything. Cause it's not a hard song. It's just, it's the ending song. So it's very, it's like probably the most popular song in the show. Did you guys ever play it? We tried. <laughs> uh, he didn't. He didn't bother to uh, learn his parts. So get him out of here. Oh wow! Canceled. Ex- absolutely. He's canceled. Forever, yeah. So what's the name of the song one more time? Ride on Shooting Star. Okay, let's, let's listen to it. Spider, <laughs> 
I appreciate that ending because all of the like perspective shots with the moped are, are so, so sick. So cool. That's such a good ending. Like we said earlier, Fully Cooly is produced by Studio Production IG and Gainex. 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 And Rest in peace. Rip. Fully Cooly. So, how would you briefly sum up the like basic plot of Fully Cooly? Literally just a ridiculous off the wall take on literally a coming of age story. A coming of age story. It's yeah, it's about this kid who's 12 and he's like bored bored and angsty and going through puberty and just not a just not a great person to be around yeah and then he's surrounded by just like people who are kind of idiots and childish and ch- he like very he childish consistently like stop acting like a kid and like all this stuff yeah so especially towards his brother's girlfriend yeah, his brother's girlfriend, ex-girlfriend, I should say, but he, he he's out of the country and mm-hmm. kind of left. She kind of left her behind, so now she's kind of latching on to his younger brother. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he is especially distasteful with with her. He doesn't like being around her, but then he. But he still hangs he out still with hangs her. Hangs out with her, but I guess that's kind of just like a, because he didn't really have any other friends. He has his friends from school, but she's the one who's just always there and willing to hang out. At the beginning of the series, she's very attached to him. Yes. The main character's name is Nyota? What is it? Nauta. Nauta? <laughs> Nauta? Doesn't he have a nickname? Uh, Takun. Taku. Takun. Takun. Like Kun, and just literally just Ta. Kun. Ta. Oh, like Ta. And then Kun, like the the uh, ending like, they put on Bay-kun. like Nautakun but like yes. yeah so Ta-kun and he ends up meeting this alien yeah she's a she's a mess um, she's basically just turns everything in his life upside down and it's pretty wild he meets her and she ends up like placing the thing on his forehead well, literally the first scene in the show is him hanging out with homegirl. They, they get something to drink, and all of a sudden you hear a, a Vespa like running at them, mm-hmm. and the alien girl literally hits him in the head with a, with a Rickenbacker bass guitar. <laughs> like, she hits him, and then this thing starts growing out of his forehead. And yes. And it's like, none of it makes any sense, but... It, like, do, it does not matter. <laughs> this show makes zero sense, but it's entertaining to watch, which is, yeah. <laughs> it doesn't bother you that you're not understanding. Any, it may, it might some people, but for me, it never bothered me. Okay, so we have Takun, and then we have the alien who is Haruko? Haru, Hara, Haruko. That's a lot. It's a lot to say. If you look on the bloopers, the voice actors had a terrible time pronouncing that. <laughs> Literally. It's so in funny. The, in the English version? Yeah, in the English version. They were having a very hard time pronouncing it. Jesus Christ. I can barely say it, and I'm, like, looking at, whoa. It doesn't, it just, it's, it's just a lot of H's. And so, the main, I, I would say that the 
the most like iconic thing about this series is his forehead. <laughs> I guess, yeah. The uh yeah, his forehead, I mean, it's basically pulling stuff through like it's a portal. From from this other place to out of his head, essentially. Yeah. And so that's the whole uh like the first the first uh co- like I guess conflict in the show is uh his his emotions kind of cause stuff to like because at first it'll just sprout a horn and then once he gets like emotionally distraught that it gets bigger and then finally it like releases out and most of the time it's in the form of some kind of mech and so that's pretty yeah. sick and then it usually leads to some kind of fight yes that's kind of the like structure of each episode basically like, yeah Things seem kind of normal. Everybody's goofy and eccentric, and then we get to like the there's just like a very look. The scenes, the like action sequences were really well animated yeah. and just really engaging. But yeah, that's kind of like the structure of the show, and it's really interesting. So I know that a huge part of this series is kind of like the entire series is. This is what I've been told or, like, read online, that it's kind of, like, a metaphor for puberty. Yeah, that's the the whole... Yeah, it it is. So he grows this, like, phallic... (laughs) This phallic, like, horn out of his head. There's a lot of innuendo in the series. Yeah, there's... And then there's just a lot of... Yeah, there's just, like... It's not even, like, covert. It's just very, like... They just make references to sex all the time. It's, and it's not anything, like, it's obvious. It's very obvious. It's the most obvious, like, thing ever. It's just, and it's so funny. <laughs> I will, I mean, I watched it when I was in middle school for the first time, and I, it kind of did go over my head, because, like, I was but when I was a yeah, child. <laughs> when I was watching it with my mom, like, she fully was just like, oh, cool. Um, <laughs> that's what they're talking about. And I was like, cool. Yep. I get. I would say that it is about puberty, and to, it's because it's a coming of age story. But there's a lot of like symbolism and like yeah. metaphors. There, there's a lot of symbolism and metaphors, and the show itself, like when it wants to be taken seriously, like it, it for sure like grabs like grabs your attention. Is like, okay, take me seriously now. Mm-hmm. Just certain scenes, the way they're directed and animated, it's just like it's it's very uh. It has a huge atmosphere about it, a very heavy atmosphere about it. And I would, I don't know, I would say that um, it's coming of age, and so at the end of the series, he is, you can see that he has matured. He is, yes, he is definitely growing. He's, it gets to a point where he's just frustrated with everything that's going on. Mm-hmm. But toward the end, he, you know, you, you will see a sense of progression, even though it, through, through the entire series, it won't seem like it, it's very subtle. But you can tell in subtle ways he's starting to like understand what's up at his age. I believe he's he's twelve. So yeah, he's twelve. He's twelve twelve years old. So that's a that's a rough time. Yeah, that's a very awkward age to be, especially when you're around like people that are older than you and who are who all seem to be less less mature than you. Yeah, all are very. What what was. What was the thing I told you I wanted as a screenshot where he was like... Oh, aren't you embarrassed to act like that? <laughs> he says it to one of the ad- the adult workers in yeah. Medical Mechanica. Everyone in that show was just so perverted. 
Like, yeah, everybody. It's, it's pretty great. And aren't you embarrassed to act that way? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, oh, oh, what was the other one? Every day in this town. Every, like, oh, yeah, it was every day spent in this town is like a whole lifetime of dying slowly. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Still waiting on you to send me those screenshots. Cool. Yeah, I'm definitely sending you the screenshots. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> the aesthetic of the show was just really unique. Like, we talked about that when we watched it. So Yes, yeah, the main draw is like the 90s aesthetic it, it has. Yeah. Combines it with the music and the atmosphere and the references and all that jazz. There were a lot of like pop culture references. Like you said, people in the West love it and it has that like occult status. But, um, like they referenced South Park several they times. They did reference South, South like Park. Like several times they had yes. South Park references. So it's like. And they broke the fourth wall several times. And, and they, there was a. It had a lot of Western influence. Well, it had a lot of like American like influence in it. Because there was, like I said, there was references to American shows and, like, yeah, it had a very, you know, American bands, Rage Against the Machine and Red Hot Chili Peppers. And so there was a lot of stuff like that. about Crystal Pepsi. <laughs> I think, yeah, and I think that's a big reason why it did so well over, yeah. over here. So they definitely did a good job with the... With um, translation. Yeah, the mm-hmm. dubbing of it. The they dub is a, very good. That's, yeah, they did a great job with that. So this series is interesting because it's unlike other animes it wasn't based on any kind of manga no it was it didn't have any really source material to go on the writer was just like took everything he thought was cool and was like here mechs punk music punk music um you know cheesy sex jokes Mm -hmm. he just kind of did everything and put it all together and he didn't care about any kind of what people were going to think about it. He just wanted, wanted okay. to do it. It came back to me, actually. So oh, good. It's popular in, over here for the reasons we all said. But I will say, I think that, like, um, because there are so many, like, pop culture references, like, there are the American ones, like South Park and, like, Chris, like... Yeah, know, yeah. Like all the obvious ones. The Miyazaki references. But then there's some that are, like, just for Japan. If if you're not like if you're not if you don't know a whole lot about anime or like have been watching it for a long time, some of the jokes will go over your head. Yes. There is a direct, like absolutely spot on direct reference to Lupin the Third. And they mention like Castle of Cagliostro and like mm-hmm. stuff like that. So there are so it, there's plenty of like Japanese references yeah. and stuff that that will probably go over your head if you're not well versed, but it's not gonna be that serious because it's funny on its own. Yeah, without you even knowing that it's, it's a reference. It's like so if you aren't a huge anime fan, it's only a little aspect of the show. It's not like the entire show. It's, it's yeah. not like Bobo 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 where every single thing was like an allegory or a reference to some pop culture thing in Japan that you'll only get if you're like an otaku. Yeah. So like it's not like that show. It, it's it's a show that it's one of those shows that even if people who don't like anime enjoy the show and like Cowboy Bebop and shows like that. Yeah. It's one of those shows. And like Bobo Bo breaks the fourth wall. This show like this show kinda reminds me of Space Dandy and Bobo Bo, but like smaller and it's still what and, wa- and it's and still wants to be taken seriously at like, parts. It can it is it can be taken very seriously because it has like there's so many videos on YouTube that's like the meaning of 
Cooley Cooley or like Fully Cooley Explained. So there, yeah, like, there's a lot of stuff about depression. There's a little bit of philosophy. Yeah, in it. there's yeah. a lot of uh, how teenagers feel at that age. A lot of depression. Uh, a lot of stuff like that. So Bobo Bo had like some, uh, but but not really because they were still re- it was still really stupid. It had like it was about like fascism and like shit. Like, oh. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> it was just like anyway. Let's stop talking about that show. So fun, fun fact: there's seven bows. So if you're saying Bobo Bo 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 Bo, just make sure you say seven. That's how many there are. I in haven't been counting. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, not really. Just it's a very good show. If you're not an anime fan, it doesn't matter. You'll still enjoy it. The music's sick. The art's sick. Everything about it. It's one of my favorite series that I've ever watched, and I've been watching it since I was a, f- a freaking like like little kid, and I still Toddler. it still doesn't it still does not get old for me. I've yeah. watched it so many times. I can quote the entire dang series as you witness this i can attest to this and it's still i learn something new every time and i i yeah still enjoy it so it has watch a it. great um rewatch value yes it I does i want to rewatch it exactly and i will before yeah so they are making a sequel making two new two, two new i believe it's two new six episode ova series yes based are uh, in so the future of the series it was originally released in 2001 or in 2000, actually. Yeah, 2000 to 2001. And so, we're getting these sequels like 18 years after the fact, which is kind of cool. If you like, you know, kind of punky, really stylized, silly shows, silly yeah. animes. If you're into music at all. Check out Fooly Cooly. If you like really short series, it's check a, out. It, it'll take you three hours. We watched all of it yesterday, and it was exactly three hours. Yep. It was like, we timed it and it was like basically three hours mm-hmm. and yeah it's just really cool to throw on on like a lazy sunday or anytime so that's fully cooly um i hope you guys found this podcast to be kind of entertaining i don't know well, i think we're i think we're, we're learning we're doing like like this was so much more cohesive than yeah the past ones we've done i like how it's it's kind of like we're just hanging out but like, it kind of is, because this is how we would talk about it normally. Yeah. Especially with the music. When we do actually talk about music, it's kind of like we're just hanging out listening to music. It's if cool. if y'all want us to have our own podcast on iTunes where we just talk about nothing for an hour, uh, leave it in the comments below. <laughs> I don't know. I Just leave a comment on iTunes. Give us five stars. Send a, yeah. Rate us. Anyway, you've been listening to Bonus Features Podcast, and I'm glad that if you made it this far, then I'm really surprised. And Bless happy. your heart. Bless you. <laughs> I'm Corduroy. I'm Medicine Pie. And I want to say thank you to um, the student media department of USC, WUSC, the radio station, 90.5 FM. Our multimedia directors for student media, George Wassel and Luke Baker. <laughs> Beautiful. And, yeah, this is it. Thank you all for listening and keep it keep it uh, just keep it locked. Don't keep it locked. Keep it locked. What Thank do you, you think? Thank you all for listening and tune in for the next episode.